talk. Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking on Sportscast. As always, my name is Kieran. Uh, we have here, once again, Alex, thank you for being here. And hey, special guest, Jackson. Uh, a little Hello. memorable since the last time we did a pod together. was since I was banned. Yes. No, no, you were banned. Ted was banned. Um, yeah, the, the inevitable Werner talk. That was brilliant. Loved it. Um, okay, before we get going on this pod, we have a little fun little question that Jackson brought to us. So choose a player from the past and the prime that you would pick to play on the current team right now. So for Jackson, it'd be Liverpool, I imagine. For Alex, it'd be Manchester United. And I'm going to go for Chelsea. So, They'd have to have played for the club, though. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you can't just pick, like, Prem Messi. Yeah, yeah no. It's, it's club legend in the past who would help your team now. Uh, Alex, do you want to go? Do you want to start for this? With this? Um, I uh, I will say when thinking about this, I had a lot of options. Obviously, United's the most uh, storied club in the Premier League. You know, won it the okay. most amount of times. Uh, just a little uh, dig. Um, but uh, with how like a shambles this team's been, I would I was thinking about a defender because we can't defend to save our lives. Um, so I was thinking about Rio and maybe Yap Stam. But then I and then Fittich. also, pardon me. Well, Fidich wasn't as good. No offense. Um, and then I thought about Skolzi just because you know he was such a great player, probably the best like pure, you know, technical player of that you know '90s early 2000s team. But I'm gonna go with Roy Keane. Um, most well, that would have been my answer too. Nice. Uh, for, 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 for multiple reasons. One, our midfield sucks, so. I think he'd be great for our midfield as well. He basically mostly played as a number six, which is the position we need. And he actually has leadership. And this team is such a mess right now. We're apparently complaining about Ragnik uh, basically making us uh, the players work too hard by pressing. Um, yeah, so I just I went with Roy Keane just because I thought... Um, work too hard for pressing? No, no, like he, the players are complaining that like he's pushing them too hard, so... Um, they're because, professionals I know so I think Roy Keane would uh, you know give some real leadership in the locker room and uh, yeah that's basically my answer all right I like that answer I'd like to see him play alongside Pogba that would be funny that'd be really weird he'd be yelling at him the whole time yeah I don't think Pogba would stay there for too long no, uh, well, playing with on anyway so great way to send him off yeah <laughs> yeah clearly, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. all right Jackson what's your what's who's your player Similar line, I would go uh, Steven Gerrard. I don't think there's a debate at all. Just because if it was last season, I would have picked probably Carragher or someone for center half. But now that we've got our center backs back, our midfield seems to be the issue. Like when Fabinho and Thiago and Henderson all are fit and starting, we're fine. But as soon as one of them's out of the lineup, like against Leicester a couple days ago, we're just, we just get bypassed way too easily in midfield. And so I think... Jared's a perfect, like, he brings leadership, he can play in midfield, he can also fill in pretty much anywhere else, because he just does a job. Uh, and he's the best midfielder the Premier League's ever seen. So I think that it would be he's the uh, best, easy he's answer. Best midfielder, but he's never won the league? Like That's irrelevant, an irrelevant argument, Kieran. Mm, I don't think he's... Or I was also torn between him and Prime Suarez, because that would just be a heap of fun, seeing him in that team. Like with Salah and Mane, oh, it would be unreal. But I'm going to go 
my king, Steven Gerrard. <laughs> How many Gerrard jerseys do you have? Not that many. I only have. I think I only have two. Oh wow! Which by your your level is not and is nothing. Hey, I, I have not purchased a jersey since this summertime. So you know what? It has been a nice huge steps. How many? How many? <laughs> How many uh, Germany jerseys do you have or Chelsea jerseys? Chelsea jerseys, I only have two. No, three, three, three. Three. Um, three. Yep. And for Germany, the thing is, most of my German jerseys I got as gifts. Like, I have the it 20. Doesn't <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> I didn't purchase them. I've only purchased two German Yeah, jerseys. but that's also like, why do you need more German jerseys? Because most of mine are too small for me. Oh, I guess. Because most of my German jerseys I got as like when I was a kid, right? So yeah, I don't think my you know Michael Ballack jersey, you know, fake one that I got for ten euros was, you know, gonna fit me when I was you know I got it when I was ten. Yeah. Speaking of fit. Michael Ballack, that's my guess for your player. Oh, yeah, I would guess one. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So as oh. much as I would love to see a prime John Terry or. Frank Lampard, Didier Drogba, uh, Michael Ballack. I don't think that's where this Chelsea team needs, you know, to, you know, I don't think that's, I don't think they would fill the holes in our current team. Um, I was thinking more in the lines of a wing back or midfielder, uh, like, like not, not a central attacking midfielder. That Victor was, Moses. Sorry. Victor Moses. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Um, he was great under Conte, but he's not a fantastic player. Um, no, he's also not a club legend. Like, please. <laughs> the Chelsea man. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, honestly, I was thinking more in the lines of a Makalele, uh, John Obi Mikel, Michael Essien type player. Oh, Julian um, would love that answer, Mikel. <laughs> oh he would he loves all of them but i think mikhail is definitely his favorite i know i think he would love it if i said you want mata uh i think that's his favorite player for chelsea but you kind of have conte that's the thing i don't do you need sure him? but conte is always injured like he just oh, he okay. came back from injury and he got injured last game like so is Essien. to be fair though Essien was, was quite injury prone so who did you pick well, see, that's the thing. I, I don't know who to pick from those three. And I was also thinking Ashley Cole, prime Ashley Cole in the wing back. Um, Dude, I, I, I'd pick Ashley Cole. If you're looking for wing back, Ashley Cole would be. Yeah. yeah but unfortunately, sauce. I don't think wing back is our issue, The like the, the prime issue. I think midfield, I mean, Jorginho is useless if he doesn't have the ball. Like, I was watching him play. He, he, he can't jump for a header. He can't defend well. The only thing he's good at is distributing the ball, and if he doesn't have the ball, third in Ballon d'Or though, you know, third best. I don't understand that. That's a different. No, that that was just BS. Uh, Some of the um, I I don't know, like the people that voted for the Ballon d'Or, and the credibility is oh. (sighs) I think Lewandowski should have won it. I, I think so too, but I mean. I don't know how Messi won it. Like no for twenty twenty alone, I think. Yeah, because he kind of he kind of got robbed last year because they didn't have it. Yeah. I I don't know why they didn't host it. Like, why not give two Ballon d'Ors in the same year? Well, or like for twenty twenty, just give it this year as well. Like, it wouldn't have been charge harder. of FIFA. Yeah. Well, uh, nut jobs there. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick uh, John Obi Mikel. He's great at breaking up the play. He's great at dribbling. He's great at moving the ball forward. 
He's the entire package. I think him with Conte and, you know, Kovacic-type players, I think that would be unstoppable. Um, well, I guess we know who's bottom of our three players that we picked then. Yeah. What? Like, the worst player is Mikhail. That's what he's trying to say. Me? No, no shade. But just like, yeah. 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 I picked Mikhail. Gerard, Roykeen, Mikhail. Yeah, that's oh. what I was going to say. I mean, I, hey, I like it though. We, no, we it's go, not a bad it in. I, I don't I think said, I would have said Drogba just because you guys need goal scoring. To be honest, but the thing is, we have off like it's it's not the so the issues is we don't know how to get the ball to our offense, and then are also the or, decisive, or you don't, decisive or, issues. Or when Werner's in, he doesn't know how to put the ball into the net. But yeah, his stats are really bad, Kieran. I'm, I'm okay. like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> not again. Yeah. Okay, I mean, let's, let's move on to head. Chelsea. Yeah, no, 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 we can we can move on to Liverpool first. We don't need to go to Chelsea right after. Okay. Uh, oh, so okay. You want to do Liverpool? So yeah, just give an outline of what we're we're doing, Karen. Right. So with City pretty much going ahead in terms of standings and whatnot. Uh, and with Chelsea and Liverpool kind of messing up in recent weeks, you know, you know, if if Liverpool wins with their game in hand, they could close the gap a bit more with with City. But given that you'll be losing Salah and Mane to Afcon, um, do you think you're still going to be in the title race? I just say it's so tiring the fact that now it's got to the point where you have to get like 95 points to even be in a shot of winning the league. Like, when Leicester won the league, they had 81 points. That's a joke. Like, can't, why can't we go back to that and we can just <laughs> relax and walk the league with 80 points? You can thank but, Pep Guardiola for that and his rich wallet. Yeah, I think uh, it's not looking too great. Like, it's only six points, but it, it also requires that, like, we have to gain six points on them, but also not lose more points. And we've been dropping, we've been sloppy, like, it's been a weird season because some games I'm thinking this is the best Liverpool team I've ever seen. And then some games will drop points from three, one up against Brighton or against Brentford. And like the results aren't bad. It's just like, we only, we've only had like two losses, but it's still a bad, it's just sloppiness in some games. But in terms of AFCON, uh, I actually looked in the other day, like we're not, it's not as bad as we thought we're only missing two league games. So it'd be Brentford and Palace. And the majority of the games are cup games. We're missing three cup games, FA Cup against Shrewsbury, and then two legs of the EFL semi against Arsenal. So it's not, you know, in terms of the actual league, it's not the worst. um, Because I think they're leaving right after the Chelsea game on the 31st or on Mm -hmm. the second. Yeah, I think it's the second. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, so I think if we beat Chelsea, I'm still a bit optimistic. Uh, I think we have enough to fill in and cover for those two league games. The problem is the cup games and, like, you know, who do we play there? I know we want to do a cup run. We're in the semis, and so we'd ideally want to push on now. And I know Klopp's probably going to play the kids again, but he'll still want some firepower now, like, that we're near the end of the uh, the cup run. Um, I don't think it's – so, yeah, I don't think it changes too much, to be honest. I just think that – we're in danger of kind of falling away now and it's 
now a, a question of like whether we prioritize the League Cup and the Champions League because those are things that are still in our hands and we can actually have a bit of control over. But I mean, I don't know about prioritizing the League Cup, but uh, maybe the Champions League. That might be a better idea. And you guys, I, I want good. one. I want a domestic cup. Like it's actually been, it's been since 2012 since we've won uh, a domestic cup. Uh, we won the league cup. We won the league cup against Cardiff. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. I I I play. I actually place value in those because I know City wins the league cup like every year. But it would be nice. It'd be yeah, nice they're to finally win one. out of it. They they finally lost, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. If we beat Arsenal, it's Chelsea or Spurs, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, so, Chelsea's gonna win it. So you're not gonna see another you're not gonna see another domestic title. That's unfortunate. Um, I will say that it is like for the AFCON stuff, it's such a shame the way it's being like portrayed in the media of like players getting disrespected, asking like uh oh, like are you gonna honor your call up? Like are you gonna sacrifice your club to go play for your country like of course like no shit they're going to want to go play for their country in, in afcon like it's not the player's fault that it's in the middle of the year like the the one thing i don't really understand is what like why are they doing it in the middle of the year and like why is this being prioritized over world cup qualifying i don't really like understand well that. it's a huge tournament it's a huge no no it for, is but it's like why can't like are you suggesting like why don't they do it during the same time as the euros kind of thing yeah, like I don't really I understand. Think, taking the climate and but I mean, that's true. Eh? I don't know. I do they? But they, I don't think they normally have it at this time of the year. Do they? I, I it, it's it's kind of like they sometimes have it during the winter. They had it during the summer. I think most of the time it's during the winter. But they had it during the summer, like last season, I think, okay. or, or last last cup that they had. Yeah. But regardless, like I don't know, the, like it's the same way that the World Cup's going to be in in the winter next yeah. next time and we were supposed to have a winter break anyway but covid kind of messed everything up but yeah. it was supposed to coincide with some sort of like form of winter break but mm-hmm. it is what it is yep so well, liverpool's actually nine points behind man city but they have a game in hand mm-hmm. um if you lose that i'm optimistic game... in saying that we win that but okay who knows? <laughs> but if you, if you draw that game per se then what do you think it's over kind of thing i still think it's too early to say it's over like we're not even i mean we're just past halfway but it's just it's not great obviously but i'd we'll we'll take it game at a time i'd say it's over if city get bounced early in the in the champions league that's kind of because i just feel that they have so much yeah like that's from i mean the thing is that they're probably they probably will knowing uh city um but uh yeah no i mean we'll get into that during the champions league section um but do you not think that they would have learned a bit from last final well they did make it to the finals for the first time um so that's good but again pep bottled it a little bit so i don't really trust pep in those big a lot a lot lot. i was trying to be nice to city fans um but yeah no so i i think anyways but uh yeah i don't know already uh, moving on a bit to Chelsea. Now we're talking about some offensive woes and, and, you know, what can we realistically expect from, uh, oh no, sorry. Do we want to, do we want to talk about the trend? Do you guys want to talk about Trent? And John- I saw a trend prompt. You want to talk about Trent a bit? Yeah, we, we can do that quickly. So Alex brought to me the notion of, um, you know, Trent or, well, you know, 
should we see Trent in another position? Now, Jackson, I know from talking with you in the past, you want to see Trent stay as a right back, but could you perhaps see him shifting at some point to another position? Uh, currently, no. I, I, I still think that he's... So basically, the way he plays anyway, I've noticed this season especially, Klopp's given him a lot more freedom to, to pick the ball up and move into the eighth position, move into right wing. And so he occupies those positions anyway mm -hmm. but he has more space and time on the ball and he allows who's currently the eight you know keita or tiago or something to push farther forward and it does it's sacrificed a bit in defense like you saw that it in the lester goal on the a couple days ago where he because he's so far forward he gets caught out going back which is why henderson is so important because he fills in for him mm -hmm. but i think if you've got a player of that caliber uh creating chances and like the, the numbers that he has are staggering from that position anyway like what's the point in moving him because it's it is a big adjustment where he'll have less time on the ball he'll have to change his playing style to adapt to you know what a midfielder is is required of um and so i think it, it makes no sense to switch him like the fact that also if we don't really have a backup right back that's capable of filling his boots like Neko Williams is decent but he's nowhere near his level I could see maybe I know Southgate wants to play him in midfield for England and that's a different story I think because there's no no one like that comes near him in terms of creativity for England as as a midfielder um so that could be an option but I think for for anywhere else like he's the best right back he's one of the best right backs in the world and I think you mm. should keep him where he excels do you, do you feel like he's progressing at all defensively because I don't feel like he's made like leaps and bounds like I'm not saying he's still obviously amazing offensively and like as you just outlined but that could be the tactics for his position in the field like it's the same for Davies yeah, that, sometimes like yeah. Davies that's the thing where it's it's like the, it's it's the system that we play is we play so high that mm -hmm. he like on, as a one-on-one -on -one defender he's fine like he's he's decent he's not like he's one basaka obviously has long legs and the tackling whatever yeah. but i'd say trans positioning a lot of times is better than one basaka but in terms of actual defending like he's decent like he what he offers his x factors going forwards and he's improving that year on year um i don't think we'll see like him become like a Maldini at defense, but as long as he's, you know, doing the basics and he's got someone in midfield to cover for him, I don't think that's a, hmm. a huge issue. I think, yeah, the whole, like he sucks at defending is a, he's a overblown. He's like, he's decent. He's a good defender. Okay. I think people are mistaking tactics and positionality or, or position positioning uh, with, with defending because um, they are different. Mm -hmm. uh okay jonathan david let's let's talk a little bit jonathan david yes um yes 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 there's a lot of talk that jonathan david could go to liverpool um i personally think that this might be a bit too much of a step for him i, I don't think he'd get that much playing time uh but prove me wrong what do you guys think about jonathan david maybe going to liverpool and how would he adapt to the system i'll say the liverpool bit quick because i know alex and you have watched jonathan david more than i have but uh I think he definitely would be in a, a great addition. I know there's, you know, we have like an established front three, but Jota's proven that that's not locked in stone. Like Jota was bought as a backup option, fourth choice, and he's 
arguably ahead of Firmino now in the pecking order. So if David comes in and I think David's, it, it's, it's a bit, you know, you can compare him to Minamino a bit in terms of um, Minamino came in, couldn't really get in, but I think David's coming in with a bigger pedigree right now because he's starting week in week out and he's, he's playing so well. Um, I think he'd be fantastic. And also there's a question where Mane and Firmino aren't in the best of form and there's talks about maybe phasing them out a bit. Uh, so I think this would be the perfect time if you were to come to a top club in transition, because we are going to be in transition in the next couple of years in terms of like cycling out our older attackers. And so I think this would be a, a perfect, maybe the first season he comes in, he's more of like an understudy. And then the second season that he's here, he kicks on and starts. I would love it. It'd be sick. Hmm. Uh, the, be sick. the reason why I like the move, even though I, I wish he'd, I hope he doesn't at the same time um, is just because he's, he plays the best with another striker and assuming Salah stays and extends, it kind of works better than if he's, he hasn't done as well as just a lone striker at the top. Um, so in their system with a four, three, three, I think it makes a bit more sense. And he, you know, he, he presses, he's like, he's, he actually tries to you know play within the team structure and is like, he's all right. So I think it kind of works with their, style of play and also with his style of play so i think it makes the most sense for any of the big 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 clubs for david to go to um i think liverpool would be the best for him like you know he could go to inter or arsenal um and those kind of clubs that are just maybe a little bit of a tier i mean they are a tier below um but i think what about what about man city though with him just staying in the box he can just eat up every little opportunity there is because that's how he gets a lot of his goals anyways. Yeah, that I think it would work well, but he'd get like very little playing time. Like I I'd, I, I think at least at Liverpool, you know, like he'll play a significant amount of time. Like I don't mean he's going to start, but I you wouldn't think he's playing too much. He'd less. play all the cup games for sure. Yeah, and then he'd play like, at least. you know, every third Prem game for sure kind of thing, just like with rotations and, you mm-hmm. know, you just kind of have to with all the games they play, right? So, um with city it's like well who is he going to i think he actually would work great there too um just because they kind of need a nine and he's good at going like like if you look at a lot of his goals it's not by you know taking people on -on one-on-one it's just being in the right place at the right time really understanding how to you know get behind the defense and, and good at finishing so he'd be a really good replacement for aguero in my opinion i mean would holland be better yeah but like you like the kind of next step below, I think David would be really good. It's a lot of lot of uh, potential places for for Jonathan David, and we we do hope that he goes to a, uh, a different league, and hopefully that league is the Prem because we tend to watch a lot of the Prem and, and a bit less of the other leagues. Um, so, but we'll, we'll wait and see uh, where he ends up going. So, moving on to Chelsea, uh, you know, we mentioned before their offensive issues. Um, where do we want to, where do we want to pick up on that? Cause personally, I don't necessarily think that it's a personnel issue. I think it's more of a, they don't know how to utilize Lukaku, Lukaku to like his strength. They don't know how to, you know, get his positioning and, and how to actually get the ball to him. They don't really know how to do that very well. But then also I think there's a decisive issue. I mean, we saw that in last game, 
uh, where Mount had a couple of opportunities where he could just, you know, slid the pass into Callum Hudson-Odoi or, or another attacker, but he he took one or two extra dribbles and then the opportunities lost were that two-on-one with Callum Hudson-Odoi. And I think it was Mason Mount where Callum Hudson-Odoi just needed to either shoot the ball or make a decisive pass. And he kind of went in between and kind of made a flub pass. And, you know, the two-on-one was, you know, taken away. And um, it, it's opportunities like that where we, we kind of just, we botch it and it, it doesn't end up in the net where in the past, I think Chelsea would have scored those with a uh, different personnel. Yeah. I, I, uh, I like the Lukaku signing. I don't think it's, it's fair to blame him. You're right. Um, but at least from an outsider's perspective, it seems, yeah, Tuchel's system just hasn't clicked when it comes to going forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, like defensively, you're really solid, but uh, not recently. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, in terms of, you know, historically, I think he's been pretty, pretty good um, defensive, defensively, but I don't know, like, what, what do you think the solution is, Karen? How do you, how do you see, how do you see it changing? Well, I think one thing is our our wing backs need to actually learn how to provide accurate crosses. A lot of the crosses that, you know, Reese James and Alonso and Chilwell before, though Chilwell wasn't really crossing as much. um, They were, overhit you know these these balls are being shot like maybe two feet behind what Lukaku would have liked and um, maybe that's the case because last season we didn't really play a lot of uh, I mean you know when, when your striker is Timo Werner and Kai I mean Kai Harvitz can hit the ball but uh, can head the ball but he, he's not like that's not where you're going to get the best from him um, we're not crossing that much so I think maybe not that we're cold, but we're, we're not utilizing the, the heading ability of Lukaku. We're, we're always kind of overshooting it, but then also, um, sorry, you asked, how do we get the best out of Lukaku? Or the team, I think. The team. Hmm. It's hard. Cause it's I, I think it's also a transition yep. from the midfield to the offense. I don't think we're uh, efficient enough in that zone. And so I, I think if we get, uh, midfielder. I mean, now that Kovacic is back, I think that'll help a bit. Um, but we're not as efficient moving the ball or progressing the ball from the midfield to the actual offense. And I think that's where we need to figure things out. Yeah, he also just came back from injury too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, we'll see. I don't think there's any, like, cause to panic yet. I, I will like, also I, say- I think he's, he's fine. Also, Kieran, like, I, I haven't been following Chelsea as much, but didn't, like, all their wingers get covid for like a period of time. Yeah. So Lukaku, Werner, Havertz, um, I think Ziek for a little bit. Yeah. Uh Callum Hudson, sorry, not Callum, not Ziek, but Callum Hudson Nadoy. They all got COVID. Yeah. Um, so like I like the games you started dropping points definitely coincided with that. I mean, you guys did drop points, was it yesterday or the day before? But um Yeah, but only Luke, but, yeah. But yeah, like I, I think some of like the offensive woes are also just um you know, just COVID and injury and like Conte as well being out for, you know, he's just coming back. He's arguably your best player. Right. So um, yeah, no, it makes, I would say like the one game I watched them in depth against United, they did look very stagnant um, just kind of getting the ball into the box. I mean, we just played like Burnley, but um, it was kind of uh, like, I would say that was kind of a noticeable, um, problem and I, I felt like Lukaku was very much isolated as well mm. um, which is kind of a problem as well of course so 
Um, but I, I'm not like you guys are still doing well this year, but at the same time, it's like, it's, you guys are ch chasing, um, city and like, that's just at a whole nother level. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't think we're there yet. I think maybe this, I think maybe next season we really have to start pushing and remain consistent for the title. Um, because I, I mean, this season, I can see us going on another streak where we concede maybe five goals in 10 games. Um, but I, I, I think we're still going to be dropping points enough to the point where um, city is just going to run away with it unless if Liverpool challenges them. Cause I, I don't think Chelsea is there yet. Um, we, we have enough personnel, uh, there's quality, but I don't think we've figured out how to utilize the, the offense well enough or how to transition to the offense well enough. And, you know, I know there's a lot of Werner talk and, and I would like to see Lukaku and Werner together. Um, the one game that they did play together was against Zenit St. Petersburg. So obviously not the best uh, opponent, but I mean, they did tie that game. Like Zenit did score three goals against Chelsea, um, but Werner had two goals and assist and Lukaku got a goal there. And I think they helped each other kind of what you saw with Lukaku and Lotaro Martinez and in, in Inter Milan, they, they worked well together. And I think Chelsea could do the same with Werner and Lukaku, but um, until they both are consistently healthy and don't have COVID, um, you know, that, that's, that, that has remained to be seen, but I would, I would like to, I would like to see that. And I think there is um, potential there with those two working together. Mm -hmm. No, makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> All right. And, and I guess, you know, to, to cap it off with Chelsea, I, I think realistically they're, they're not going to finish in the one-two position. I think that's going to be City and Liverpool. Um, I think they they have they have enough squad depth and you know to make it to the top four. Um, I would like to see them win a cup title. You know, as Jackson said with Liverpool, but I, I don't anticipate them winning the league. I don't anticipate them winning the Champions League, but it would be nice winning the FA Cup or perhaps the Carbro Cup. We'll, we'll, we'll see with that. Uh, but changing... It would be a nice final, a good cracking yeah. final, Chelsea-Liverpool. It would be. That. It would be, but unfortunately, Chelsea's going to win and Liverpool's going to lose to Arsenal, so it's going to be a yeah. London derby. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens there. I mean, you, you have enough players to, to win that and you do have enough talent to win against Arsenal you should probably win against Arsenal uh but Arsenal's doing better as of late so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens there um shifting over to United Alex obviously this is not the start that you wanted with Ragnick um oh, great players are complaining from what we've what we've heard uh but what can they do to improve their season I mean it, it has been um like it's only been a couple games and then they got the whole team got COVID because a lot of them are unvaccinated, which is great. Um, it's really hard to like this team right now. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, Bruno Fernandez definitely isn't back. So that little brat. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who is and who isn't. But um, yeah, it just it's just been horrible. I would say, though, under him, um, like the first game looked decent like it like they obviously like weren't used to pressing but like it you could kind of see some semblance of it and then the past two games have just been a shambles um but i i don't know like um i would say against newcastle like when your whole team gets covid it's kind of hard to press um right so 
I mean, they played really bad. Like they, I'm not trying to dismiss it, but I think you have to, you know, have a little bit of a silver lining in that. Um, I, I, like, I believe Ragnik is a much better coach than Solskjaer. So I do think things will improve in time, assuming they can like get a couple games under their belt where they're not like having to stop for COVID. Um, and I'm sure they'll improve. I think they, they realistically should make the Champions League. They are the fourth best, most talented team, even though Arsenal has been playing well in Tottenham as well. But I think that's the realistic expectation for this team. Um I just have been really like underwhelmed with their young players. Um, look at Rashford, who hasn't been great, but also was injured. Sancho's been really, really bad considering, although played a bit better the past couple, like maybe the past month or so, and Greenwood as well. So it it just it's just really frustrating. They definitely need a central defender, um, not a midfielder, like a CDM, um, because McTomin- McTominay is not not getting it done. He's good, but he he's not that good. He's not as good as you'd like um, on the ball in that in that um, position. Uh, I mean, he's not bad, but he's not kind of elite, right? And um, I mean, I'd love Declan Rice, but I feel like he's going to Chelsea or somewhere else. Um, I don't know how, like, who we're gonna get, but we definitely need. That's a sore eye, but. This whole team needs, you know, we need a better right back position. Bisaka has been a bit of a, I wouldn't say a bust, but he um, is really bad at defending off the ball um, and can't pass and play uh, with the ball at his feet to save his life. Um, Shaw has been underwhelming. It's just everyone, no one, the, the one thing I concluded is no one this year has had a good year other than De Gea. And even then he's had a bit of a couple shockers, but he's actually been really good. Um, which has been. Um, I think Bruno Fernandez was a bit disappointing. I don't know about you, but I feel like no, Ronaldo's yeah. arrivals kind of. Yeah, hurt he's him not a bit. Been that good. There was that I forget who they played. Was it Villa? The one where he had the penalty, and then like the yeah, keeper, it was Villa. Was it the keeper that said like Ronaldo should take it, and then he missed? Um, Shit, and, I was King Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he. I mean, he's not like he's been atrocious, but he hasn't been as good as he has the past couple years. Um, so, yeah, I don't – and then Maguire's been bad. Verratton's been injured a lot and then has made some mistakes. Um, he's not as good on the ball as I thought he'd be. Um, he's not bad, but he's not – like, Maguire actually, you know, you can hate on Maguire all you want, but he's much better on the ball than uh, <laughs> Veron. So, it's just – yeah, I, I don't really know where this goes. I do trust Ragnick to be a good coach. So, I guess that's the one silver lining, like, in time – but do you want to see him uh, remain as a coach or do you want to see someone else come in and, and have him more as the, you know, president in operations? Cause that's, that's what he, that's what he's, I, I personally think that's what he's better at. I think well, he's transitioning to that, right? Like after six months, he's going yeah. to that's, step back. A bit. But he might be. They could coach. keep him on. There's that opportunity. I think, I think right now he is a really good solution. Like the United, like, uh, uh, board and stuff are always really bad at making decisions and i think they actually made a, a very good one with ragnick in this current kind of role um i do not want pochettino um psg has been such a mess and i don't know how anyone would think he'd be better here um i i think the i mean i don't know that much about most of these coaches but th- what i hear about the the guy from ajax seems like a really I good yeah mm, um, good 
Yeah, so that's probably who I'd want, like, looking forward at now. And then just have Ragnick as, like, kind of, um, what's that role? Like, director of, I forget what, uh, sporting director or whatever? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, it, it's just bleak. I don't really know what else to say, but they've just been so bad this year. But I do think they'll get a bit better in time um, and they get used to pressing and stop complaining. Um, but uh, yeah. Do you envision, what? do you see, like, if Pogba leaves and a certain, because I, I think he brings a certain attitude to the locker room. Do you think him one. leaving would be beneficial for United moving forward? Um, yeah, I, I don't. He hasn't really played that much this year, um, and it doesn't. I, 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 I like. To, he's not the problem, but he's not the solution. I don't. I don't really get why you keep him. It hasn't worked. Um, I could easily see him going to PSG or Madrid and being amazing. Um, like he has been at like the Euros and, and World Cup for France. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's time to move on. It didn't work. Uh, they probably should have tried to sell him. But um, uh, honestly, like I think I think it's just time to move on. D- didn't work out. And um, yeah, I don't know who United should try to buy in, in the summer, but definitely they need a better midfield. I think that's the kind of the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Um, they have so many good players at the top of the park, talented. You can always get better look at City, but I don't really think that's like their area of weakness. It's like midfield and defense, um, especially uh, actually just other than, yeah, we don't need wingers. Okay. I don't know why we're linked to Dembele. I have no clue why we're linked to Dembele. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, that's my, my rant, but uh, yeah. It's like a FIFA manager mode. Just sign yeah. all the best attackers. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that works out. Uh, all right, moving over to another part of Manchester, Man City, um, uh, with their squad depth and the talent that they have, is is there any way for them not to win this season? They're such a joke. I hate City. The only the it's only thing I'm I'm hoping like the only thing I'm clinging to is that they they're not great when faced with adversity. Like if they're, if they go down in a game, they're not great at coming back and winning. Like, like we are, or like other teams are. Um, it's just the fact that they just steamroll. They steamroll like everyone below them. So where like, we might drop points to Brentford and Chelsea might drop points, etc. They'll just, yeah, just spatter them like four or five. They, they got a close one, nothing win against Brentford yesterday. So, you know, they're, they're getting yeah. it done. And like Leicester looked close at, at a point, and then it was what like six three at the end. Or, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think yeah. If he, my head says they're gonna win this, the the uh, the league this year, but yeah. I think that they're just with their squad depth. They're way more built for like the prem. But I feel like for the Champions League, I mean, they haven't won, but they don't have that kind of killer like like you know a number nine. And I think that really hurts them in the, like the tight, tight games. Right. Like, as you were mentioning, like if, you know, they beat Brentford or, I mean, they only won one nil, but like they beat like Crystal Palace, Burnley, like four or five nil, but when it's a tough game, they're not as good under the pressure and they kind of need to just get like Nick a goal from like a really good attacking player that isn't just a winger. And I feel like they, they struggle a bit in the, in the club. And obviously Pep also bottles it, but, Mm-hmm. Um, 
they are built more, I think, for the Prem, just with the squad depth, right? Like, there isn't really a drop-off in any game. While with Chelsea or Liverpool, they're not a huge drop-off, but there is a drop-off, right? People forget, too, like, it, it can change so quickly. Like, the start of the year, people were saying that City were definitely not winning because they lost a couple games at the start and drew a couple games, and now they're, like, on an insane run. So if they start, you know, they could start dropping points, and then the narrative changes, so... It's just yeah, so hard to I'm see hoping. them draw points, though. Yeah, that's true. But again, like, it, it can change very quickly. It can change very quickly is what I'll say. And also, I'm hoping that Pep leaves soon and they go back to being a mid-table club. But who knows? Yeah, they do have a tough run. I'm just looking. They have a tough run up uh, after the first leg of the Champions League. They're playing in Feb. They're playing uh, Spurs, Everton, United. Uh, and then they've got another Champions League game. So we play them on April 9th. That'll be a huge one. Yeah. When they're Hopefully up- that's a title decider, but I don't know. <laughs> they might be too far ahead by then. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like the Bayern Dortmund t- title deciders where Bayern just wins it and then the entire yep. league is done. Yep. Yeah, in, in the Farmers League, yeah. Oh, my. Well, I mean, yeah. It's... It, they. It's hard. It's hard. I, I don't know. Like, That's my favorite part of the pod. Uh, Breathing intensely. Yeah. Uh, I love a good no, it, Kieran. It's just frustrating being a fan weaves. from another team. It's kind of just. I mean. See, if, you know, now you know how it feels when some sugar daddy comes in and buys a club and makes it into one of the best in the league. Now you know how it feels. That's how we felt back in the day. Well, at least when Chelsea were winning, they were also fighting with Arsenal and. Man United, and now it's kind of like, I mean, it's just well, if City wins this year, that'll be what four titles in five years, and yeah. then they were the second place in the year that they lost. Like that's that's not that's not the same thing as when Chelsea were winning with Man United and no, and, and a lot of other teams. No, right? it's not. That's right. Yeah, I'm just I'm salty that our best era has coincided with like their best era it's just like come on guys give us a break here i think they trade like three league titles for the champions league though so and you have yeah there you go so like 2019 is still my favorite season for that even though we lost the league by like one point or was it even a little difference i can't remember no it was it was uh, you lost by one point yeah i still remember Uh, vincent company uh oh yeah from like 20 yards out yeah, I remember watching the final the final games and Glenn Murray scored for Brighton and put Brighton one yeah. 0 up and I celebrated like we won the league and then they equalized and scored. It was go like back ahead in yeah. like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I for- dreamt for a bit there, and then we just won it the next year. So there you go. Patience, patience. Just be patient, and maybe good things will happen. Uh, all right, let, let's end off the prem with stating who we think are going to win it and what what's inevitably going to be the top four. So, uh, Jackson, do you want to start it off with this? Yeah, I, I think what it is now, it's going to be uh, – actually, no, we're going to switch with Chelsea because I just saw that you guys are ahead of us by one point. I think it'll be City, us, Chelsea, Arsenal. Arsenal, okay. Yeah, wow. I'm back in – I'm That's actually cool. backing Arteta. I think that uh, <sighs> as long as they don't hit – one of their notorious bad runs of form and then just fall apart, which is completely possible. But the way they're playing now, I can see, I can see it staying. 
they seem to have something going for them. I, I, I don't. I think they'll be fifth. I just think they're a they're a young team, <clears throat> so I kind of feel like they'll hit some little like slide just because they're young. Um, but I don't necessarily disagree with that. I I went with, um, I just put it United instead of uh, Arsenal, and I I think Chelsea will actually probably come second. I actually like their depth a bit more, so I'm gonna say they're gonna um, go far. Um, just because I think both teams will go far in the Champions League, so I think. Um, th- with the run of fixtures, I-, I like Chelsea just a bit more to to go up, and the Afcon thing that we talked about a little bit before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I have <laughs> Man City winning this. I think that's all three of us are the same. I have Liverpool coming second, Chelsea coming third, and I I think either West Ham or Tottenham is going to oh come. My God, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> all right, all right. you guys. <clears throat> I mean, probably West Ham's going to not make it. I think they're going to be fifth or sixth, probably. If you, if uh, you look at like the points percentage, they're not. Tottenham makes a bit more sense. Tottenham actually makes a bit I more sense. I think Conte is going to, you know, complete a better turnaround for, for Spurs. They're doing better recently in, in terms of form. Um, they also have two games in hand, and they're at 30 points. So, yeah. you know, if they win those two games, they're ahead of Arsenal by one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Spurs, realistically, I think Spurs <clears throat> are going to get to fourth place. Yeah. Um, Conte's a good coach. Nothing against Arteta. Nothing against David Moyes. Um, just Conte's going he's, to – he's done it before, and he's, he's going to do it again in the Prem. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it for a top four. Now, I mean, interestingly, you know, not, not too many different ideas, but hopefully for the next <laughs> segment, we will have some different ideas. So, for the Champions League, and given the current – you know, you know, round of 16 matchups, who do we think is going to win the Champions League? Now, this is very early. You know, it's, has round of 16 hasn't even started yet, but who do we think will win the Champions League this season? Um, I'll take it because, like, you know, sometimes I think if you're in an easier league, you can kind of just focus on the Champions League. So I'm going to go with Bayern. Um, but I honestly think they're probably the – as a squad, they're really deep. Um, and I think just with Lewandowski, I really like them. Just like they probably have the, you know, uh, no, Salah's playing really well, but as well, and he could win the Ballon d'Or next year. Um, but I really just like their team. Um, and I, I think they're just, they just won it two years ago. They kind of been there, done that. Um, and but it's a very different team. It is, but I, they also, have, you know, I, I just, I, I just really like their team, and also, as I mentioned before, they can kind of rest um, during the season a little bit. That you know, like I don't think City can, at least to the same extent, and um, and others. And I don't really like PSG or Real Madrid enough in the other leagues, so um, I'm going to go with Bayern. Yeah, I, I'd go Bayern or, or Liverpool as my two. Really. I just think like we're 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 made for a knockout football. Like, but, but you know, I'm curious the... to hear. But I'm curious. So Liverpool, I can understand, and I was thinking very much about. I was thinking about Liverpool as well. But I'm I'm interested to hear more about the Bayern because I don't see it at all. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't watch Bayern very much, but I'm just going off based off the fact that the the fact that you can you know. Not kick. Oh yeah, kickback pretty much in the league and and focus in the Champions League is huge. You know, PSG can do that as well, but I still don't think that they have the 
team composition to win it yet. I don't think their midfield is good enough. I think they're really unbalanced. And I, I think Real Madrid might actually just knock them out in the round of 16 anyway. Um, yeah. But I think for favorites, I'd pick Liverpool. Well, personally, I would say Liverpool and then and then Unbiased. Bayern. No, I mean, but Liverpool does does have a great team, and they they do like they've done it before with this, which pretty much the same team. Um, and if you address a certain position, perhaps in this transfer window, although I don't think you guys are going to be adding anyone, we probably we probably won't. We probably yeah. won't. I just don't want to play. The, I want to avoid City next round. That's the that's the one team I would want to avoid. I just I'm sick of playing in the Champions League first of all, but also I think that uh, they have like Pep knows it so well now that he could he's probably the, the most likely team out of anyone to to knock us out. So but the same could be said for Klopp and knowing what Pep's gonna do, no? That's true, but I'm saying like uh we used to actually Klopp like we used to batter them every time we played them. And in recent years it's actually switched a bit where like we'll we're lucky to get we're not lucky, but like I, I would take a drop before the game. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. a bit more nervous going into the game. I actually really wanted PSG round of 16 i think that would have been a great game and i actually think we would have done pretty well but yeah i i really don't like psg i just think they're so unbalanced um, oh yeah i i i'm, agree- yeah. I'm in agreement there like talent wise you probably could put them up with any like like they're starting 11 with any in in the world um but i just think they're too unbalanced they weren't even a just like it wasn't even a like I didn't think they have I don't think they really have much of a chance. Um but um maybe if they play Di Maria and, and sit one of the I think maybe they're like if one of those top three get in gets injured, it might be like a blessing in disguise. Cause then you don't have to play them all and then you can be a more balanced team. Um but yeah, I, I don't really like I don't like them going too much forward. So for me, I have an I chose City winning this. I think Pep would have learned enough from last year that, um, you know, don't change things up too much when they're working. Uh, play Rodri instead of playing Gundogan and De Bruyne or whoever it was in the midfield. You need you need a defensive presence there. Um, so I think, I, think, I think they're going to take it. I think it is their year to take it. Um, we've been saying this for a long time, not everyone, yeah. but a lot of us have been saying that, you know, City's going to win it. I think their balance is right. They're they're defending very well. They're getting the most out of the defenders. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the most out of their offense. And I think it will be a problem if they don't have an out-and-out striker, but that's something that they can address. They don't have to get a Ronaldo-esque player for the striker position, but they can get someone that's competent in this window. And I think they might do it, especially because now that they've in with Aguero gone, I think they will address it. I think they will have finally address that issue. Um, the reason why I don't think Bayern will do well, or I think they will do well, but I don't think they'll make it to the finals, um, is because they have a relatively young team. Um, I mean, when you lose players like David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, Martinez, the year before they lost Thiago, um, you know, and, and players like Perisic, Coutinho, that provided a lot of backup. Um, you know, those were players that made the key differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, when when Bayern won the title, um, I mean, it was a Kimmich pass to to Coman who you know scored against Paris. But um, losing those players, it's not going to help. And 
I think they're missing a bit of leadership in that locker room. And I think that's going to potentially hurt them. And it's not to say that Kimmich and Neuer and the others aren't, you know, leaders. It's just to say, I think the defenders that we have are a bit too young and are not in their prime necessarily. They're not, they're going to be making enough mistakes to the point where we are going to, you know, perhaps lose a game because of it. The thing um, is that the reason why I like them is you have like arguably some of the best players in the world at each mm. position, you know, like Neuer. You're the best number nine for sure. Best number nine, best left back for sure. Um, okay. No, but like, seriously, <laughs> you have, well, I actually think he could be in the running, but, um, but honestly, like I just think your top end talent plus like decent squad depth and you just want it. Like most of the team is still there from 2020. It's not like it's a completely, like you have mentioned basically everyone that wasn't like yeah. is on the roster. If you look at like the, the top teams left, I think Liverpool and Bayern are the most experienced in terms of who've won it previously. And like mm-hmm. City never won it, PSG never won it. You know, PSG have Messi who's won it obviously. But like, I think as a team, Bayern and Liverpool are the closest knit with that winning mentality. Yeah. yeah. I'm just worried about Bayern's midfield. Like if, if Kimmich or Goreska get injured, um, I'm not liking her. What's with up. what's with Kimmich right now, by the way? With his, well, he is COVID. his lung issue. He got, yeah, well, no, he got but COVID is, lung issues. He wasn't vaxxed. Didn't he get vaxxed? Well, now he did, yeah. I think he, yeah, after he got it, he was like, this sucks. Idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but yeah it's so like because sabitzer has been out um and he's not like sabitzer is a good center forward or sorry center midfield but he's not he's not like world class by any means he's no replacement for tiago and toliso he had a lot of potential to be a, a top midfielder but he his constant injury issues kind of always held him back and Right now, I don't think we're going to be seeing the best of him. And and that's why I think we're kind of uh, in a tough spot because where when Kimmich and Goretzka didn't play, they had Thiago to come in or they had Martinez to be the defensive foundation, um, but the, they don't have that now. And I think that's going to be a big hole for them moving forward if, if uh, Kimmich and Goretzka aren't at 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just to just to recap it, I had City, Jackson, you had Liverpool, and Alex, you had what was Byron, it? Bayern. 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 Right. Okay. So at least we had different choices there. I like that. Uh, moving on a bit to can well Team Canada, Canada Soccer. Um, six. We, should, we should make a bet. We should put this make this interesting. We should do uh, some sort of bet. I know you don't like to bet, Karen, but maybe I, I hate I hate betting. Nothing money. monetary. Let's let's pick let's pick something else. I'll I'll wear I'll wear a Balak jersey if he gets it right. Who the hell has a Balak jersey? Don't you? Yeah, Liverpool. Okay, how about I have if a Liverpool Chelsea Balak jersey? But it's not going to fit you. If Liverpool like... win, you have to take a photo of yourself wearing a Liverpool kit. I'll bring it. I'll supply the kit. You don't have to wear it's it. Easy though. I can wear any team. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's that's well, you just made it. How about, how about buying each other like lunch or something? But no, sure, no, no, let's do that. Okay, okay. I thought it'd be more fun with the kit, but that's okay. The kits, fun. okay. We'll but do Kieran, the kit. Kieran's a plastic kit. though. Kieran doesn't care. No, 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 no. This is what it is. This is what it is. You have to wear the kit to lunch. 
No. Yes. Fuck. Fine. Ooh, actually, fine, 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 fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Because that I won't like, but. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all we need to find. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then who who is the kid? So, like, for each of us, if, if we lose, we have to wear a kit. What's the kit going to be, though? Or do we figure that for out? You two, if, if Liverpool wins, you two are wearing a Liverpool kit. Yeah. And okay. then I think I have United stuff. I have at least a Rio jersey. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, honestly, I think Jackson would hate wearing a United. Oh kit. my god! I, yeah. So no, I think I actually, that's I, more than Kieran. I think so. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I don't like. Worse. I don't like United. They're they're. Yeah. Okay, so you guys. Yeah, passion, yeah, yeah. So. We'll, we'll figure it out. See, the thing is, I have a little soft spot for Liverpool because back in the day when Tristan and I were really good friends, um, we used to cheer for each other's yeah. teams, like in, in grade six. Like I would that's cheer for Liverpool for him. And he'd cheer for Chelsea for me, so like, I have a little. I do the I do the opposite. I would I would hate the teams my friends would cheer for with a passion. But that was before they were a contender, Kieran. That's why. That's why. It perhaps. Was perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, Canada soccer with six games left in Concacaf for qualifying. Uh, top three are going to the World Cup. The fourth is going to play. We're doing it. New Zealand. We're doing it. We're doing it. Coming home. Going to World Cup, baby. Calm down. <laughs> What can we expect from Canada in the next six games? Now, they're playing away to El Salvador. They're playing uh, at home versus the United. Sorry, they're playing away to Honduras. They're playing home to the U.S. They're playing away to El Salvador, Costa Rica, but home to Jamaica, and I believe away to Panama. So that's four away games, two home games. What can we expect from those six games left? And what do we, you know, yeah, what, what do we expect? What do you guys want? What do you guys anticipate will happen? Um, I think coming top four it's almost a certainty um they're right now if i double check i think they're seven points ahead of fifth place costa rica the points yeah, uh, it's, the, it's it's locked in surely to, to make to make the world cup top three just to for the listeners top three in in the group um directly make it and then the fourth place team would play new zealand um which i know a little bit about um because i live there um and they're not that good although they have chris wood on Burnley who's a really good player in, in the Prem um, but yeah I think honestly looking at the table just to get the the confirmed spot I think if they they can get 10 points out of their last six I think that's probably enough for them to get through um, it will be a big test for them like in the sense of they haven't really played they haven't won any of their road games yet right um, now it's really hard statistically in CONCACAF I think I saw that it's like 15% of um, games in CONCACAF are won by the road team, which is like a really, really low number. Um, but I think, you know, they don't play Mexico again, who's probably the best team in the, in the, um, in CONCACAF. <clears throat> they play USA at home, which will be there. Jackson and I will be there. Kieran's going to be there too. We, we will get him. Um, <laughs> but the U S has been really bad on the road um, this cycle. Um so I think honestly, like they, it'll be tough, and it'll. I think they just need to win one game on the road, win a game or two at home, and then just get a couple draws. But they they've played really well on the road at just um, getting points and basically not losing. But I, I'm pretty confident in their team um, to that they have enough. Um, and really, the only team that I'm worried about is Panama because they've been doing really well, um, even though talent wise they're they're by far. Um, not as good as Mexico or, or the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, I, I I would echo that. I don't really, 
I know you guys have been definitely watching a lot more than I have, but I'm super amped for the USA game. I think we're going to do it. Like we're top for a reason. We're unbeaten. Mm-hmm. I think there's like, yeah, you don't want to jinx it, but there's also, you know, having confidence in your own team. And I think that, I think that we we're definitely going to be top four, likely top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I did the, home. Like I did the math. Like if we got 10 points in the six games, Costa Rica would have to go four, one and one just to tie us, which is like very unlikely considering they're, I think they're like yeah. three, three and four or something like that. So, um, uh yeah i think it's it's definitely um like and i think if they play new zealand like they're pretty heavy favorites to to move on Um, anything can happen with that anything can happen but that team is not like they they by far have more talent so i think you know like if they were playing i don't know colombia or something i'd feel much worried much more worried if they were playing a south american team um Mm -hmm. but with new zealand i think they got a really good draw if they do come forth um, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to. They're, they're, they should come ahead of Panama. Like they should directly make it. But it is nice knowing that even if they they don't do as well and they come fourth, there is a bit of a fallback where they're still very likely to to make the World Cup. Hmm. I I think they have to win at least three games, and I think they should try to get two draws in there as well. I think they can afford to lose one game, but. One of the three wins that they have to get, I think it needs to be against Panama. Um, I think they have to win in Panama City. Um, I mean, we, we can do the math, but I think the biggest issue in it will be whether or not they can keep their confidence without being complacent. Because um, I think complacency is a big issue, uh, not necessarily with this current team, although there has been a few games where they got a really good result. And then the next game, it's kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, Why aren't you playing as well as you did before? Um, So that's my biggest worry, but I think they can get it done. I think they will get it done. Um, You got to believe in them. They're they're first for a reason. They've played really well and they can continue playing well. And I think they will. And I I mean, but like I said, I think they have to get uh, three wins and maybe two draws um yeah. but yeah i mean it's hard to tell but i mean they everything's in their hands so, you yeah. know they i think have you to have play. to like the the one worry i'm a little bit worried like i still think they'll make it is that their two home games are probably are really tough like it's usa you know who talent wise is, is is good i mean uh they're a bit dysfunctional but they are you know they just beat mexico as well and Jamaica, who talent-wise should be kind of in that Canada realm, they've just had a really disappointing um, qualifying campaign so far, and I, I think are just a bit too far out of it right now um, to really, at least, to push Canada with the point differential or like how much, how far behind they are. But um, so, like, if you let's say you start only drawing in these, you know, El Salvador or Panama or Honduras. And then you have to come home and then you have to kind of win the games. It's a lot of pressure. Now they've, by doing so well, so far, they built themselves kind of a buffer. Right. Um, But that is kind of what, you know, I am a little bit worried about is that they don't have easy home games and they have a lot of road games and they haven't shown that they can win on the road. They've shown they can get points in the hardest places, but they haven't shown that they can win. Right. So I think that's, like against El Salvador and Honduras, I think they have to win one of those games to really to 
cement themselves as going to the World Cup. If if they if the, the if they were to even draw both, I think that's a disappointment. Mm. Disappointment, right? Um, but I do believe in this team, and I think I think what's great about them, I I love John Herdman. He's been a really good coach. Made some really bold decisions. Um, you know, just as much as like sitting Dave, David against uh, um, Mexico, Mexico, and, and starting Laren, and Laren gets a brace, right? So, um, and you can look at other games as well. Um, but just tactically, he's been very, very good. So, um, yeah, I, I believe in Herdman as well, which is is a nice thing to to say because most Canada coaches have been absolute garbage. So, <laughs> yeah, well, he, his recruitment has been what's also uh, his recruitment has been a big large part of why we're here as well mm -hmm. uh, no for sure yeah any last uh, thoughts on canada um i guess just going on the uh the recruitment side i think there'll be more recruits by the by the next window like it might only be one or two but um i think before we're we seeing a defender midfielder what are we seeing I'm not saying, I mean, there's some links to a guy who plays in Norway who just, I forget what his name, I think it's Solholm or something like that, who's a center back. But I think it's more just because the programs, you know, kind of become, you know, like they're on their way to make the World Cup. Um, I think you'll have more guys that are dual nationals for other team, for other countries that haven't played internationally that will look to to Canada as an actual viable option, look at Ike Ugbo. Um, I think there'll probably be one or two more that kind of make a switch to us. Um, and just with, you know, how well uh, John Herdman's recruited so far as well, I mm. believe I, I would be surprised, honestly, if there wasn't at least one more player. I don't know who that is. I'm not saying I, I know, but I think that's something I'm um, excited for. And I hope our field plays a little bit um, because that would be nice too, because we need a little bit more depth. So, yeah. Mm. Well, I think that caps it off for this week's uh, Geeking on Sportscast. Thank you, Jackson, for being here. It's a pleasure to always have you on. You're welcome. We'll bring you back. You're welcome. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, we'll have you on again. <laughs> Why are you hating on him? Just said thanks. Kieran, I had, I had, I had a, a, a thought to end. Um, yeah. A fun fact, uh, Timo Werner is an anagram of worryment, which is the act of worrying, and I think you should be worried. <laughs> having him at your club <laughs> but thank you it's always it's always a pleasure being on the podcast <laughs> yeah all right well thank you dear listener for tuning in this week and we'll be here next week till then take care ciao